Hello, welcome to Culture Fear. Culture Fear. Culture Fear. Culture Fear. Culture Fear. You got the 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 fear. That song does my head in, but let's put that to one side, shall we? Hey, welcome to Culture Fear. I've tried a few of these intros and it all feels a bit awkward, so I'm going to try and keep it short, sharp and direct. It means the world that you listen to my first episode, so thank you so much for that. If you want to speak to me or contact Culture Fear, we're on all the socials at Culture Fear. The plan is for this to be continuous and hopefully we'll have an episode out once a month. So if you could subscribe to us on any of your podcast apps, that'd be amazing. We've set it up so it drop into all the podcast apps as soon as it's ready. So please subscribe. This first episode is a conversation with Kate Flynn, who plays in the band The Winter Passing. She's from a t- small town in the Midlands of Ireland called Ross Grey. I've known her for about six years now. We met when we were both teenagers and she was touring the UK with The Winter Passing. We've become great friends over that time. Our bands have toured together around the UK. We've been on holidays together. So it was great to sit down with Kate for the first episode of Culture Fear and pick her brain. We spoke about growing up, musical inspirations, and the writing and recording process for Double Exposure, the record The Winter Passing put out earlier in the year. It came out on Big Scary Monsters and 6131 Records, and for my money, it's their best record yet. Anyway, I said I'd keep this short, so I'll let you listen now. Hopefully you'll enjoy it, and I'll catch you soon. (laughs) Cool. Hi, Kate. So, London, what have you been up to? We came over here and we went to see Interpol uh, Friday night in Ali Pali. Went to Harry Potter Saturday. Went out for drinks with you. <laughs> I'm feeling very hungover today. Nice. Yeah. So how was Harry Potter? Yeah, it was very, very cool. Very yeah? cool, yeah. And we were just literally saying about how much stuff goes into making a film like that. And we just watched it. Like, oh, yay, Harry Potter, where it's like people are probably going out with their brains for 10 years making those movies. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was very, very cool. Um, and that's Harry Potter Studios, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, like, yeah, so tell us more about it. How, like, <laughs> so you turn up. I turn up, I get off the bus, I see the making of Harry Potter in these, like, I actually felt like I was in America. It felt very American to look at these like you know the lots kind of do you know what I mean yeah yeah like um, open um, like shopping yeah it looked like a mall yeah. or something like so got out walked in got security checked my bag got like the metal detector stuff all over us went in and there you have it I was in dreamland for about three and a half hours <laughs> yeah I guess I can't I could talk about this first part because I guess it'll be a spoiler okay. for anyone when it like opens up. Yeah. Oh that's God. A nice yeah. one to just but yeah, so you're like walking around and you're just seeing like how much detail is in everything. Yeah, exactly. 
Like, you're, you're asking me that. All right, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. Um, yeah, I don't, like... I, I don't know. Like, I just was walking around just, like, completely in awe of everything. Just, to be honest, I wish I could go back and do it all again because I think I was, like, too excited that I was just like let's go here let's go here overwhelming it, it was overwhelmed with it all yeah yeah and because um, when I went it was before I'd read read the books really so I'd just seen the films oh, did you read all the books yeah after going I was oh, like wow. wow I need to read these books because yeah like you said there's so much like all the paintings you see are real paintings yeah. right and the tapestry you know like even the tapestries like were made for like as in when you think of Harry Potter like you think of like all the rooms and like had tapestry they had blankets they had like but they were all like specifically made for that scene like it's just, and there's hundreds of them yeah attention to detail yeah and um yeah so you the Interpol show yeah. uh, it was an album show right it what? was a uh, turn on the bright light turn off the bright lights sorry and turn on the bright lights <laughs> 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 i think i need to go back to bed <laughs> um how was it? Like, yeah, it was really, really cool. Um, Ali Pali was a really cool... I think that made it as well, do you know what I mean? It's just... I I, I don't know much about Alexandra Palace at all, but like we walked up and I was like, <laughs> are you sure we're in the right place? <laughs> this literally looks like a palace, like, do you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, no, it was amazing. It was really, really good. And... Um, they played the whole album fully through and then they just played like six other absolute bangers. Yeah. And it was all good. And they're all suited and booted. All suited and booted. To be honest with you, I think watching Interpol just makes me want nothing but to aspire to wearing a three-piece suit while playing all the time. Like, Yeah, so like, I guess Interpol and Harry Potter, like both those things have that attention to detail mm. in like aesthetics, like down. Is yeah. that something that you... Like yeah. when it comes to I like, do, your I do like it. Stuff. Well, it was Collie that taught me that, like, in an interview, you know, like, uh, they like someone asked Interpol members, um, you know, like, why do you wear suits or whatever? And he's like, well, it's my job. I mean, you're gonna roll up to your job in like your best clothes, aren't you? And like, I'm just, I think that's the coolest fucking thing ever, like, you know, and yeah. I, yeah, and I think I. I really respect that, but I also think as well as that, like, I'm really into that. Like, I get really pulled into stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, I want to be, I want to do that, like, you know. So do you, would you, do you wear, like, cer- certain clothes that you wear, or, like, gig clothes? Like, yeah. Well, see, the thing about me in clothes is that, like, it's like some people have, you know, makeup, some people have, like, whatever way they express themselves. Like, my clothes is how I actually express myself. So, like... It, so when it comes to a gig like I actually do yeah I think quite long and hard about what I'm going to wear because like it really like affects how I play it really affects how I like see that like show as well it's I know it's kind of weird but like even let's say in terms of packing for tour like I'm I'm it genuinely drives me into like like a mental breakdown simply because I don't know who I'm going to want to be every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that persona. <laughs> Do you think that, like, through the different tours that you've done, say, like, um, some of the tour supports where you're playing to different people, mm. would that kind of, to, like, the, like, the, the, like, self-booked, like, um, 
maybe not even venues, but like spaces, like kind of shows that you play, like would you come would into it, it differently? Yeah, like I mean, it's I, I guess like I'm not gonna roll into like a DIY venue in a three piece suit, like do you know what I mean, <laughs> and be hanging around in like a three piece suit for the whole evening. But like, I guess like on some of the like kind of bigger support tours, I was kind of like, I want to have fun with this, and I want to like dress like whatever way I dress or whatever but like still same I'm like I want to have like a stage clothes I want to be like yeah yeah I feel like growing up when you saw those big tour things growing up you thought every single band on those tours was like a proper band so like when (laughs) did you feel like like I feel like I felt before I'm like when I was young, I thought they were real bands. Now yeah. I'm playing in that spot. I have to kind of pretend that I'm a real band. Yeah, but really, you're going back to work on Monday. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's that's the weird thing about it is, I think when you like, it's something I've actually been like trying to like bring myself back down to. Sometimes is that like when I'm watching like some of my favorite bands, and even still to this day, like I'm just kind of like now there's. There is a cut-off point, I'm sure, that there is real bands, you know, like, that I listen to. Yeah, full-time bands or whatever. But, like, I just kind of think back, like, of how naive I was, like, kind of thinking, like, oh, my God, look at this band that's in, like, fucking, I don't know, like, Krang magazine. They must be rich. They must be, like, really making it. And it's just like, oh, some of my pals are actually in Krang now, like, you know, and, like, I know that they're DIY and it's just like us, you know what I mean? So it's really cool, like, um, but... Yeah, I don't know, like, I think you see music differently once you know what's happening in it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, as in, you see all, like, you see all the shitty stuff, but also you see, like, you know, the, I'm trying to get this all out. I really should not have had so many sort of comforts. This is... (laughs) But do you mean like the amount of effort that goes into just play, like getting to the point where you're playing those shows? Yeah, or, or yeah, something? that and also the fact that like I guess, I, I guess for a young, let's say when I was like 15, like I'm looking at these bands that are in Krang, I'm listening to like some of like compilation CDs, and I'm like there thinking, wow, this is what I want to do. Like I want to be doing what they're doing. I want to be like touring full time. I want to be obviously to make money off music would be lovely you know like that's what people would want like and I suppose at 15 years of age that's what I wanted I wanted to be a touring musician making my living off of it and like I guess when I look back on it now I'm just kind of like some of them bands were probably just doing what I do as well you know like booking time off work and hoping to god that someone like you know that you're not going to get in so much shit for booking off another week (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah the job's there to come back to. They're not going to get bored yeah, like, I mean, and annoyed of you. Oh, like I've literally had horror stories with jobs just simply because, you know, like it's all it's all gravy. Like when you think about it, like, oh, yeah, you know, you have your four weeks off in the year. But like touring doesn't like really accommodate for, oh, four weeks. It's like, can you tour this time? Can you tour here? Can you tour there? And it's just like, I really want to and I'm going to do my best and you go into work and you book time off and it's like what you just you were just back from your holidays <laughs> like we went to america for first time i ever went to america was in 2015 and we went there for 2 weeks had the best time ever 
And then, like, literally came back, worked for a week, and I was off again. <laughs> you know, it's just like, this is what happens in it, like, the whole DIY. Yeah, And I think people forget that as well, is that, like, the pure and utter, like, commitment and hassle that goes into, like, going on that tour. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You need like, to have five people that are all in positions where, one, they want to, and two, yeah. they can. Yes, exactly. And three, they're going to come back and be able to live. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, I think people do forget like that it's not just about like, oh, we're going off on this tour. It's like, okay, we're going off on this tour. I, I'm i after booking off the two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, you know, we'll get to the end of the year out of this job. <laughs> yeah. Um, so before... The fifteen-year-old that like loved the bands that you read about in Kerrang. Like, where, like, w- what was it for music? Where was you like? Okay, I actually like love music. Yeah. Um, Who or what was that, and when? Well, I, I always say this, but like, it's it's where my musical journey started, so I'm proud of it or whatever. But um, my, f- I remember like so distinctly, like my my dad bring me home a Britney Spears live in concert on like a videotape, and putting that in and I just watched it for hours and hours on replay and like I was just I was besotted with Britney Spears I was just like I (laughs) I need to be her and that's it like so for years and years then it was Britney Spears I got every single every album like any like if I saw a magazine with just even her face in like the corner I had I had to have it yeah (laughs) I was just so mad about her um but then I suppose it kind of changed and I started kind of getting older. And then obviously with Rob, it was only me and Rob. Your brother? Yeah, my brother. So And the other singer in the winter party. Yeah. <laughs> so he like, I guess he definitely would be my musical education. As in like he, he kind of like started listening to music that like I would have never heard of. So how much older is he? Rob, oh God, that's a good question. I think he's, well, I'm 24. He's two years older than me. Okay. So he would start kind of listening to like, I don't know, like Slipknot and stuff like that. And because I guess like I was, it was just me and him. Like I kind of looked up to Rob as well. Like, you know, so I was Is just. Is that past tense? No, like. I st- you know, I still <laughs> look up to him. He's still my brother. Um, but. No, like I kind of looked up to him, so I was just kind of like, oh, you know. And he was happy to throw that slack. Oh, listen to this, Kate. Listen yeah. To this, listen oh, he to this. he loved it. You know, like as in, like, um, he was always like. Now he knew that like there was going to be some bands that I just would not be into. Like I'm not really into like really heavy heavy music. You know, I'm just not my jam or whatever. Um, but like he would just be like oh you should listen to this band and like I would go and listen to it because I trust him so much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I trust him and I. I do like so I was just like fuck yeah so, so most of my favourite bands actually came from Rob just being like you should check out this band and I actually remember him saying to me oh you should check out Taken Back Sunday and I was like okay I will and I went and I got um, I got a CD or something I was actually like on a school tour in Manchester and I think it was like this H and it was yeah H&M no HMV where you could get like yeah. five CDs for like I don't know, like fucking twenty pounds or something, and um, <laughs> I remember I picked up Taking Back Sunday. What what record by them? Tell all your friends, and 
I think I got, I think I just like started picking up like CDs because I, it was music I was like, I, sh- I should be listening so to like this. So like names that you recognised yeah, or like a front yeah. cover that you kind of saw on someone's t-shirt or something. Exactly. Like as in like I picked up The Cure pornography. Like I mean I was fucking, I don't know what age <laughs> I was. your teacher didn't see you. Yeah, like. <laughs> I was just, oh my God, like literally hiding that CD for the whole trip. I was just like, God, if anybody sees me, they're going to, what will they think of me? Um, But yeah, and like that was it for me then. Like as in my whole musical journey then from then on was just kind of like, through that kind of hole of like I guess you know punk pop punk indie do you know so like yeah and I guess if we, like the funny thing I guess if you mix Take About Sunday and The Cure that's brand new <laughs> yeah like, one of your favourite bands <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> so I mean it all happened for a reason yeah yeah but like I guess like I did go through like all the I went through all the stages I went through Britney Spears I went through Justin Timberlake um, you know, like average. Surely you're not out of that yet. Oh God, no! I mean, <laughs> <laughs> JD for life, like, um, yeah, Avril Lavigne, fucking. I used to like really be like really really into this band called Nightwish. Do you remember Nightwish? I don't. Oh I'm my sorry. God! Like I used to just go in and buy the CDs. Simply like the music was not my thing at all, but I just used to buy the CDs because the artwork was so amazing on them. Yeah, it's and going I, back to the aesthetic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, as in, like, when I was ever buying a CD, it was always just like, wow, I really like the front cover of this. And, like, I really like the art that's on it. I really like the fucking whatever. So I'll just buy it. And, like, it could be pure shit. Like, but I'm just <laughs> like, oh, my God, it looks so great. You know? But, yeah, when I think about it, like, I had a very weird kind of musical journey. Like, I never... Like, and as well as that, my like, my dad is really into music as well, but, like, he's into, like, country music. So, like, we were kind of, like, brought up listening to country music as well. So yeah. it's just kind American of, like... American or Irish or... Kind of both. Yeah, okay. kind of both. And I guess as well as that, like, it's kind of, like, all, like, the popular country artists, so, like, Johnny Cash, I guess, and, like, Dolly Parton and that kind of stuff. So I was just kind of, like... We were kind of, like... That was just there in the background yeah. always and I actually quite like country music like so yeah. <laughs> as you probably know um, yeah like I think I have so many different musical yeah. kind of like was there a record doors. store in town like, like where you grew up yeah there was and I honestly think that like it's probably one of the most like defining things especially for all of us in the winter passing because like I mean going down to Tom's shop was like is it still there no it's not anymore but he's still there, like in Ross Gray and stuff, and he still like puts on gigs, and he's just honestly the coolest person ever. Like, so we used to go in and like <laughs> when I think about it now, like I I remember ordering um, CDs, and it would take like about six weeks for the CD to get there, and it would cost like twenty five euro. Yeah, the CD would be twenty five yeah. euro, and it'd be like you'd save every penny just to get that one CD. I remember I ordered... And see, the thing about where I live as well is that it's, like, such a small town. Um, like, everyone knows each other. Everyone kind of knows each other's family and stuff like that. So, like, when you went into Tom's shop and when you were ordering something, um, like, he knew who you were. He knew who yeah. your parents were. Um, <laughs> so I ordered the distiller's Coral Fang. Um, I don't know... Do you know the front cover of that is, like, the the lady on the cross? Oh, okay. Um so obviously that came in or whatever <laughs> it came in after the six weeks wait and um, my mom got a phone call um, from Tom's wife who was like oh um, 
<laughs> Bernie, I, I, I think you're going to have to come in and have a look at this CD. I don't know if, um, I don't know if um, Kate should get this or whatever. <laughs> My mom went in and was just like, um, yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> under no circumstances. This is literal, literal blasphemy. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh shit, okay. I, I ended up getting it off somebody else, but like, uh, yeah. The black market. <laughs> yeah, the black market of Ross Grey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so like that, that record shop was there for a good while. But obviously CD sales in a little small town didn't really do too well, yeah. I guess. Um, but yeah, like Tom is still there and he still comes to like gigs that like we'd even play in Ross Grey. Like we don't play re- gigs in Ross Grey anymore, but when we were like, First kind of starting the band, we played a few shows and Tom always came down to So what kind of concerts does he put on? He puts on like really like just people I would never hear of out in... Okay, so he puts on gigs in Lep Castle. I don't know if you've ever heard of Lep Castle, but it's like one of the most haunted places in Ireland. Or in Europe, actually. Yeah. Um, And that's literally like, I think it's like 20, 25 minutes away from our house. And um, this guy just owns the house. Like his family live there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So... um. He allows Tom to like put on gigs there and in like this tiny little room, like with like just artists from like every corner of the world. Like Rob actually brought me to one a couple of years ago for my birthday. Um, And I think the guy's name was Simon Felis or something like that. And it was amazing. Like, but I never heard of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, had but Rob, or did he just no, go because Tom was putting on the show he just, at the castle? Exactly. He just he he had no idea who he was, and he was just like, "Oh, let's just go," because Tom was putting on this in Lev Castle, and like Lev Castle is kind of this thing where it's kind of like it's Lev Castle. Let's all like yeah. you know, it's such a cool thing to have like at your back door, really. Do you know? So Tom kind of puts on those kind of like really obscure kind of you know artists and stuff in like really obscure places, but they always turn out to be like the coolest gigs that I've yeah, probably yeah. ever been to like and were they like the first shows that you went to do you think um no no like first show my first ever concert was Avril Lavigne that was my first ever concert and where was that was that local that was no it was in Dublin so a good two hours drive a good two hour drive family yeah. going up yeah well it was just me and my dad yeah because yeah <laughs> I was like Avril Lavigne's biggest fan too so um had the dress down and everything Oh yeah, there's there's evidence of me being Avril Lavigne. I'll show you sometime. Tie over the shirt. Tie. I had the wristbands. The the what? You know, like the. I don't even know what they're called. Like they're they were like. I don't know. No, they're, but something that something that like covered your arm anyway. Um, the hat, the cargo pants, like the really yeah. wide cargo pants. Yeah. yeah. And I had it all down. And was it kind of like finding your people when you turn up at Avril Lavigne's show and everyone's like dressed the same? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Give out your MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, girls. <laughs> Website. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think that was my first ever concert. And then after that, it was kind of like, I only ever went to those big concerts for like quite a while, obviously. So I went to like see Paramore and them kind of bands. Like Rob and Collie actually brought me to see Paramore for the first time. And like when I was, I don't even know what age I was actually, to be honest, but it was so many years ago now. Yeah. On the Um, first album, was it? um, Yes, it was. No. Yes. No, it was. Yeah. And then I saw him on the Riot tour. And I I think I've seen Paramore on every tour except for the self-titled tour. 
Yeah, and you're still like with them now. You're still like loving. Oh yeah, Paramore. like I fucking love that new yeah. album. Like I'm jamming that the whole time. Yeah, so good. I um, think they're a special band that like does move along with the 12 to 15 year olds that liked the first yeah, album yeah they it's just like well, had a progression that they evolved into something that you could move along with exactly like and as well as that like i always think of like paramore as this band that like i actually remember rob coming into my room with a krang magazine and i don't know if you like what I don't know if Crank still does this, but it's like, you know, like new band of the week or whatever. Okay, yeah. And Paramore was the new band of the week. <laughs> and he came in and he was like, Kate, I think you should check out. So again, he was like, Kate, I think you should check out this band. So I went. So would he have heard them at this point or no. he just saw the picture? And we read... just saw the picture, read, what, you know, like read the description of who they were and where they're from and stuff. Um, and I just literally was like, yeah, I think I will. I went check them out on my like dial up internet that took about 12 hours (laughs) (laughs) and I've been there ever since yeah Paramore for life it's amazing at that point where yeah you just when you're just taking in music from like everywhere especially when you're into like some kind of subculture of you well you're kind of like finding where you are and you just everything like you like such a broad range of like yeah guitar based music or whatever yeah, it is yeah exactly um, and I think as well as that like that kind of opened up my eyes a lot to like females actually and how much I was actually really like females in the music industry like as in like I, I didn't really notice it until probably like <laughs> the obsession with Paramore started like was that like I've only ever really been like so caught onto a band because there was a female in it and I feel like sometimes like that was something for me that was kind of like it was really empowering to see do you know what I mean yeah so like Britney Spears is like up so far up here that it's like it's not obviously she is like going back to like obviously she's a human but it's like nothing you can't you can but you can't aspire to be this it's a different world where like you're seeing like Hayley Williams up there and you're like that is a bit of me. Yeah, I feel like I could do that. And as well as that, it's kind of just... I kind of always thought to myself then after that, I was just kind of like... I, <laughs> sometimes I just be like, oh, I don't really like them. They're just... They're, there's no there's no girl in that band. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? It's just like, there's no girl in that band. I don't want to, I don't want to listen to that band. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not really like that. But like... I a did, little bit. A little bit like that. But, um, I, I, yeah, I guess I was always a little bit kind of like... If, I was, if there was a girl in the band, I was kind of like... Yeah, I'm gonna check this out because it was. Yeah. I think it was kind of a thing that it's just like it was really empowering to see, but it was also kind of like kind of hopeful. Do you know what I mean? It was kind of like oh, I can do that. Like I mean, I mean, I wasn't like the most outgoing child in the world. Like as in, I wasn't like like Ro- me and Rob are completely two different people. Like you probably know that. Like Rob is like outgoing. He's a big personality, and I'm kind of like not like that. Yeah. So, um, and I was like that as a kid as well. So like seeing a woman up there on a stage was like, fuck, I can do this. Yeah. Eventually. (laughs) And when did you, like, did you, like, was that what, had you start playing organ or keyboard or whatever you started playing with? Was that the first instrument? That was my first, well, actually, my first instrument was actually drums. (laughs) Cool. Um, Me and Rob, like, started this, like, cover band when we were, like, really young. And he had got his, like, first, like, set of drums or whatever for Christmas. And we started, like, a band with, like, me, him, and our cousin, 
I'm like we we just play like whiskey in the jar and shit like and just yeah. in the in the little uh, room in your garden. No, actually, we didn't have that at the time. We used to play in the sitting room, nice. and it used to drive my mother crazy. But they're also like letting you do it still, despite yeah. like the yeah. Like I mean, our parents were always like really like supportive of the fact like on oh, music. They always saw music as like it's great to have them into music. Do you know, like, as in, like, I mean, I guess some families are kind of like, oh, it's great to have them into the sport. It's great to, but, like, our parents were always just like, y- you want to play keyboard? Okay, we'll we'll sort it out. Like, we'll get you lessons. We'll, they were yeah. so supportive of that, you know? Um, and, like, I mean, it's, I'm so grateful for that. Um, But, yeah, like, as in, they literally just, like, helped us out with everything. Like, as in, like, you know, drums, uh, like, first ever little keyboards like first guitar for Rob I remember like my dad brought him home like this guitar like it, my dad is like um like a sales rep like so he's traveling quite a bit like up and down the country so like sometimes he'll just like fall upon like things like as in like a guitar or like yeah. I remember one time he just he found like this bike for like 10 quid or something he just brought it home to me do you know what I mean he's like I found this bike <laughs> you know I, I was talking to some lady today and she said oh I have this bike out the back <laughs> don't you want to buy it and um, so he brought home like Rob a guitar and I mean it was probably a shitty guitar or whatever but like we just like literally started from then like you yeah. know we just started playing music together um, and I started playing drums I mean I don't know how that stopped and ended but no, you don't. You don't <laughs> sit on the drums when like you're at practice and Kev, who's drumming, is like in the other room. You no. won't sit on the drums anymore. No, no, not really. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think. I think really, to be honest, singing was always, singing was always my kind of instrument. I was that was something I've always been like really like obsessed with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Was you in the choir or anything? I was in. I was in like the choir for like. A, like a couple of weeks um like I used to go to these like meetings down in like the church hall and stuff um but because I don't really like situations like that as in like when I was a kid like I didn't really like situations that like meant I was in a group and had to like do things like that like I I just stopped going which is like crap because that's a confidence thing and that's like something that so many kids like will stop doing something simply because they don't have the confidence to do something um it was the same when I like I played uh I played sports as well. Like I played camogie, which is like the hurling. Okay. Um, but after a while, I just stopped because, like, I just didn't like being in situations of a group capacity, like having to do something like that. Like, yeah. um, so I guess like being in a band is actually a really weird thing for me. Um, but so yeah. is that? I guess because so were you in like there was a. Everyone in the Winter Parson was in another band before part you, Yeah, right? I wasn't in that band. But me and, like, Rob had this, like, like cover band, like, then years after. Like, actually, Collie, our guitarist, was in a band, and we actually started our own band then as well. And, like, we would play shows with Collie's band. Um, like, um, Collie's band was probably playing their own songs, but we were, we were just playing, like, um, you know, like, I can't even remember. Actually, we played Trivium, like... I was the singer, okay. <laughs> by the way, yeah. Um, like, Bullet for My Valentine and all that kind of stuff at the time. Um, but then, like, that all ended and whatever. And I think Rob then joined Collie's band. Okay. And then that ended and it kind of transformed into another band. Um, and that was the band that they were in before the Winter Passing. Yeah. Um, 
And I think it was always a, like so Rob tells me and so Collie tells me is that they wanted to be in a band with me, but like couldn't really be like going on tour like when I'm <laughs> 16, 17 yeah, yeah. Um, and stuff. So like I got to like 18 and then that was it. I was just in the winter. Like I remember how Rob asked me, We it was a, like Christmas Eve and like every, it's tradition like back home that like all of our friends like meet up on Christmas Eve and all go get absolutely smashed in the pub <laughs> and like be so hung over for Christmas Day. Um, but we came home Christmas Eve after the pub and we were just sitting down and he was like, so they had started this band, like they had already started this band and like started writing songs and stuff. Um, and like, I mean, they were playing in my shed, like out yeah. the back. So like I could see and hear them play or whatever. Um, but he was like, hey, so like, do you want to be in this? And I was like, yeah <laughs> yeah of course I do um, and it, I was actually so afraid because the next morning I woke up and I was like oh my god maybe he just like maybe he just asked because he was drunk like and so I actually went to him like the next day when he was like awake and ready and I was like so like was that like serious like did you actually mean that like that you know and yeah. he was like um uh, yeah <laughs> so that's how the winter Madison started with Kate <laughs> So yeah. So with a, so those those that first um, demo EP yeah that was that written and then you, that, you joined and like played your organ parts and like vocals on that was on top of it kind pretty of much it. I think I probably like wrote like one or two lyrics on that because like all the songs were like already like made yeah yeah, um, yeah. before I had even joined and so I, I wasn't really like. I wasn't like involved in like any of the writing but I also like to be honest when I think of it like I, I'm not really sure I would have known where to even start yeah yeah <laughs> um, this is like my first time ever like actually playing like real shows like we playing going up and playing in Dublin and like for me like that was like wow yeah <laughs> Do you know and but then I kind of like I guess confidence grew and yeah my... when did you start being like I want to be part of this song so like back then was it Rob and Collie and then... Rob, it's it's like the winter passing, like, writing is, it's always starting with Rob and Collie, with an idea. Like, as in, I might start with, like, lyrics or, okay. like, a melody or, like, maybe, like, sometimes I'll just play something nice on the organ and, and like, in our practice space and it'll be like, and then we'll all just join in and it'll become yeah. a song or whatever for, like, a minute or two. <laughs> and then <laughs> then it just, like, turns into, like, a Metallica cover or something. Um, but... Yeah, like, it's always Rob and Collie. It's always, like, starts with, like, Collie, like, being, like, he'll, like, come to practice and, like, he'll just, like, absolutely, like, open up this bag of worms that that's an absolute shred fest. Like, do you know that? It's just, like, oh, that's just something I made up uh, the other day while I was doing nothing. And then Rob is, like, oh, my God, let's make a song out of this. Um, So that's how it always starts. Like, vice versa. Yeah. Um, and then we'll all come in then and then, you know, like, lyrics probably is a very kind of dual thing between me and Rob like um organ it's just kind of come in and do a bass we all just kind of come in and collaborate then like as in but it, it always starts with Rob and Carl like yeah, just kind yeah. of like vibing off each other with something um so like I guess like I didn't really start writing until maybe our album like properly writing like as in with scrapbook I definitely wrote more lyrics yeah. um but then I guess with our album is when I started to kind of like understand what was happening and like understand songwriting actually um so and then with our new record then I put a lot into it as well yeah and you did write a song 
I did. Like musically and lyrically yeah. for that. And that's the that's the first work. time I've ever done that, which is it's cool. Like it's really cool, but like I, I guess in one way, like as well, I was really like nervous about showing anybody that because I was like, I because like I suppose just from the person who I am, confidence is something I struggle with. So when I like showed Collie that like that was a huge thing for me because I was just like this is shit this is shit I shouldn't quite a vulnerable position yeah it was really vulnerable like and like I kind of always thought like oh they're just going to say it's good just because they have to or something like I do you know what I mean but they really liked it and like made me feel really really yeah. good about it like as like I was just kind of like no we do like even when we got to <laughs> America to record it I was like we don't need to do escapism it's fine it's fine like you know like I was just, I was just so afraid of playing that song like yeah. but um but it's so good they don't even couldn't even find anything to play over the top or like <laughs> it's like it's too good doesn't need drums doesn't need <laughs> just you Kate it's just you no like I'm really proud of that song I, I suppose like in one way as well it kind of it did give me the confidence to be like yo I can do this yeah. like you know um, and I guess like as well as that it's like a really special song to me as well like so it's um, it's always a nice one to play well <laughs> I mean nice it's like so yeah how is playing that live you play it live right yeah how how was that the first time and like first, moving on first you... time was scary to be honest because I feel like as well like with our music I'm always like like as in because our band is such a collaborative thing it's not like one person is doing all this thing and like it's so collaborative that like as in like the I always feel like anyway that the music is kind of like it's a unit like as in yeah. you know like there wouldn't be one without the other do you know what I mean so yeah. I guess playing by myself <laughs> yeah you can't hide behind the I can't loud hide drums. behind the loud drums I can't hide behind or Rob the jumping guitar. around yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> that's you <laughs> or I can't jump around myself so it's just kind of like um, yeah like as in it's kind of your scary. X Factor stand on the X yeah sing it's me about. like literally like <laughs> ripping up my guts and just showing them to everybody like and to be honest that's probably the scariest thing I've done this year yeah do you know so um but then at the same time, it's like, it's really cool as well. It's kind of like, there's another thing that you're able to do. You know, it's just kind of getting past the point of like telling yourself you can't do it, you know. Um, but playing it live is really fun now because we actually like kind of vibe off it at the end and stuff and everybody gets involved. And it's kind of like a really like passionate song as well. Yeah. So like, I feel like everybody like in our band like is gets like so into it at the end. You know what I mean? Like it's it's really nice to play like scary at first whenever I'm about to start playing I'm just like <sighs> <It's Yeah. okay. laughs> should have taken this off the set list and then yeah. by the end you're like that's why I did not take this <laughs> yeah, off exactly. the set list <laughs> so recording how was recording in America yeah it was amazing yeah it was really really good um, probably one of the most like when you look back on it I'm like whoa I did that do you know like as in like how lucky am I yeah um, it was really, really cool. We recorded with Jay Robbins in Baltimore. Um, and that's the last record. Double, double exposure. exposure, yeah. 6131 BSM, out now, came out this year, 2017. Yeah. Booyah. <laughs> Put it in your end of year lists. Yes. <laughs> How many, six songs, seven songs? Six songs, yeah. Um, so Jay Robbins, so oh. whose idea was that? And like, were you into like records he's produced before that? Yeah, well, I Aware mean... Aware of him? Well, how it happened was basically it was just a conversation between 6131 and us. It was just like, you know, they wanted us to come out and 
they wanted us to record something, but um, they, I guess like they kind of wanted us to record out there, um, because I mean, Sean, who was like one of the label managers, like um, was just kind of like, you guys should come out here and we'll record with someone like really, really good. Yeah, and I guess you know? like with the even like when it's like from a logical business sense yeah. on the six one three one, yeah, the same amount of money exactly for, for yeah. you to record with someone over here, but unfortunately there's not the name you know a big thing about recording yeah. is the name yeah exactly yeah yeah which is like i guess like one of the reasons as well that jay was like probably on the list like or whatever so um but it was it was really cool it was i mean for any person to get to travel to do re- recording with anybody is like yeah. cool you know but um yeah we just kind of rolled up there like jay is such a nice person like I guess like for all of us we were all just like oh my god like it's Jay Robbins you know yeah. whatever we were like a little bit starstruck or whatever but um, like probably one of the most down to our people and like so he just like literally would just ingrain confidence in you like after every take it was just like he obviously was like you know one more time <laughs> yeah. like constantly but um, he was just like oh you that was pretty awesome Let's do it again. You know, it was just like he—he never—it was never like that one wasn't great or let's yeah, let's do it. Again. He it's was all like, carrot. it was all positive all the time. And like, you know, sometimes you'd we'd walk out and of recording for the day and just be like, God, fuck, we're we're good. We are really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> we we could probably do this, you know. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. And like, I guess as well, like when walking into Jay Robin's studio was probably one of the most like. Like, I felt like someone should have smacked me in the face to wake me up, like, because it was just, like, sun-filled room, like, this huge room full to the brim of, like, the nicest possible gear. Um, And, like, it was just amazing. Like, I just, every time I even think about it, I'm just, like, I'm just so lucky that I got to do that, you know? Because there's a bit of a story, right? Because, Neil, your bassist couldn't make it out. Yeah. um, Because, you know, commitments that he couldn't, and... Um, you didn't have a drummer at the time. Yeah. So what happened was we, uh, this was all a conversation with 6131. I was like, what, what the fuck are we going to do? Um, so our good friend James, um, who also works with 6131, um, he plays bass on our record. And then we actually brought in a session drummer who turned out to be the best person ever. And his name is Keith. Um, so he they, he played um drums for us and he was like I've never seen anybody to love their instrument as much as Keith loved <laughs> drums like he just fucking loves drums and it was like the coolest thing ever to see like he would be so excited about like just playing that one part and like I mean the drums on the record are like probably one of my favourite things as well like they're yeah, killer big like step up, yeah big, big step up like so um yeah like I mean I guess even just like that can like meeting Keith is probably another reason why I'm kind of like wow like yeah because like you know he's one of our really good friends now so um so that was the story behind that so we recorded it over like the space of like a week or whatever um so did you go out because you didn't have a drummer per se in yeah uh, back home how did you write the songs well like as I said like Holly <laughs> Holly's just like had you played them full band before you got to America with <laughs> not really <laughs> Not really, like, as in, like, we all kind of, like, just, um, what would happen? Like, because we all live in different parts of the country now, um, like Ireland, <laughs> yeah. um, 
usually like we kind of like meet up and we'd like practice a song and and we just like play it or whatever but like with these songs it was like much harder because we were after going through like kind of losing a member or whatever um, and it was more difficult to like I guess write songs because like not not everybody could be in the same place all at once yeah. so we used like what we could we used garage band we used fucking like ring and rob to show him like a riff or whatever <laughs> do you know what I mean like yeah. it was that's how we did it but how the record all came together like really came together um, like we demoed it we spent like a bit of time up in Rob's house like just like singing lyrics like onto these demos um, but we went we actually went to America for like a whole month um, so for like literally the week before we went to Baltimore to record we literally spent day and night in like this like uh, practice space in Richmond yeah. Virginia and that's the five like with with Keith up. and with James yeah. and it was just all five of us like literally we would be there for like 12 hours like literally 12 hours just like taking apart the songs and literally like putting them back together again yeah um, is that a process that the Winter Parson had done but with other members or is that like a brand new it was kind to, it was kind of like to be honest like it's probably something that has happened but it just kind of felt like I don't know like it I, I, it was kind of like we've probably done that but it was felt more like professionally done like as in like yeah. it was like it was really, really cool. Like, um, like as in, it was very tough. Like to spend twelve hours, and like there was th- this room was like the tiniest room you can ever imagine, um, with no windows, yeah, at all, <laughs> um, and we would just spend the whole day there, just like jamming. Like as in, like you know, picking out pieces of the song and be like, oh, how can we change this? How can yeah. we like make it better? Um, and that's what we did. And those two were like, yeah, amazing for it. Amazing. So you're they like, were. They everyone's were... on the same page. Like, yeah. Mission statement. Like exactly. And like everyone was just kind of like really happy to do it. Like as in we were having, because like the the guys like as in James is in a another band um uh, that are on the labels. What was Te- the band? Team Death. <laughs> Plug. Um. But yeah. So he was like he's really into music, obviously, and so was Keith, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. So it was kind of like. I think doing stuff like that is never really a chore if you really, really love it. So, yeah. like, for all five of us in that room, it was, like, I mean, it was just amazing. You know, yeah. it was kind of like one of those, like, summer stories. You yeah, know, like, that, it's amazing that that fresh, like, that was captured. The yeah. week, like, that that time yeah. is actually captured in those songs where exactly, it's not like, yeah. cool, we're going to meet up a month later and be like, yeah. I think this is how, like, that is... Yeah, that like the double exposure is literally like when I even sometimes like listen to it, like I'm just I think of America, I think of Richmond, I think of Baltimore, I think of like the time before we recorded, the time after we recorded, because yeah. it's that's how that record came to life, really. Do you know? Um, yeah, it was amazing. Um, Baltimore is like a really nice place as well. Like as in, um, Jay is like we'd go in and we'd do everything we recorded it all like live as well like so like all together how was that did you, well, did I you didn't, know that you were doing that no so this was like something that was actually a conversation like moments before we got to the first day um, before we got to the uh, recording studio and like I remember Colly being like I wonder which way he's going to record it I ho- like I mean we've only ever recorded like piece by piece so yeah. like every guitar every drum <laughs> Lego every, Lego yeah exactly so like I guess recording live was kind of like, oh, 
shit <laughs> like um, so we walked in and Jay was like okay so how are we going to do this um, usually we record live uh, because we get like better like it is it sounds much yeah. better it sounds much more organic um, but like I just saw the two guys be like Rob and Carl's face just being like Oh shit! Because like it's new but territory. Then you've got the sick drummer that you like, you know, that's that guy's yeah life exactly. Both yeah, yeah. Like, as a job, but also like you're saying, he loves drums. he loves drums. So you know that no matter what happens, he's got your back. <laughs> exactly. Like, but it was like I didn't do it now because um I had to like so I recorded like through like a really old like rotary speaker that was like literally louder than all of their instruments <laughs> put together. Um, so I actually had to do that like separately um, and we did obviously the vocals separately as well so um, I didn't get to do that uh, but it was a really cool thing for me to like sit back and watch the guys do that and like it, it listening to it like it it almost does feel more organic to listen to like as in like because I can like see the guys actually playing it like and everyone's yeah. like it, it was literally like we were just playing, and then it goes practicing. back to that like capturing that capturing week. that week exactly yeah exactly Um but yeah, so we recorded it all live, which was like a really cool experience for all of us, really. Like it was, it's, we even say now, it's like, oh, we'd never do it any other way now. Like, you know, like, oh, never do it that way again. Because like the other way is just so tedious. Yeah, it's yeah, It's just yeah. so tedious. Um, But yeah, no, it was really cool. Like as in, I love touring. Like, you know, like that question, you know, like, oh, touring or recording. Like, I love touring. It's, that's my thing. But um, I think that was probably my, like, one of the best experiences I've ever had like you know yeah and I guess you're going in with someone like Jay Robbins where you know like it's gonna, he's got a process yeah. and it works so if you trust in that exactly but when it when it's also fun yeah exactly and it was really fun like as in like he kind of he got a kick off I was like for being Irish or whatever like as in <laughs> there was parts during some songs and when I think back on it we're so embarrassing I guess like just with our accent um, like there were certain words like in our songs that I didn't really pronounce properly, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he would like just be like, oh, that sounded really good. Are you worried that you didn't pronounce the T at the end of that word? And I'm just like, oh my God. I just, and we'd like listen back to it and it'd be like, oh God, like what? You know, like when you but can't, that's, that's, that's my accent or whatever. Yeah. But um, there will be subtitles on this podcast <laughs> as well for anyone watching on their phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah no but he was really cool like as in he was really like um he was he was really cool at putting in an input but he wasn't like he never ever like took control or anything but he was like really like oh just sing it whatever natural like what naturally comes like or you know he was yeah. really good for kind of pointers especially like there was like i mean recording vocals is like literally like the most annoying thing ever. Yeah, you'd not, you don't enjoy that. I, or, I mean, enjoy might be the wrong word. But. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like I love singing. It's my instrument. It's what I love doing. But like when you have to sing the same thing over and over again, and like especially when it gets to the point where you're just like, I don't think maybe I wasn't able to sing this before. Do you know? <laughs> it kind of gets to the point where it's like I've heard this so many times. It sounds wrong. Do so you know? was it? Was he recording line for line or is he recording like, right, let's do this verse? Well, the way we did it is more songs I'd be, I would kind of just say, can we just do this first? Or then it might, I might just say, okay, just go for it. Like yeah. as in um, escapism, like I just kind of 
went for it because it's not really like a tough song to sing like yeah. you know but there were some songs that I'd have to kind of piece it up a little bit just for breathing more than anything um, but yeah no, he was just kind of like just go for it and see what happens and then if I didn't really feel too comfortable like with going complete through one song we'd piece it up just yeah, yeah, yeah. for the simple fact that like it sounds better <laughs> yeah yeah amazing so um tell me about the org so had you played like what so all the other recordings with your the organ like yeah. were you playing your just playing organ? my organ like which is a casio or- like it's just it, well it's god it's falling apart now like um it's just like a casio we bought it off ebay when i first joined yeah, the band and yeah. um, it's beautiful it's gorgeous um sounds really good but i guess like it it's not in the best condition either like um it is what it is, kind of. It thing. is what it is. Like it's it's not the most amazing thing in the world. Like, um, but so on every other recording, it was just that. Um, I think actually the first, our first EP, I actually played on a Korg. I think. Okay. Yeah. Um. But all. All electronic. The, all electronic. Yeah. Um. So, then I get to Baltimore and I'm sitting there and you know like he hands me, while the guys were like kind of doing their live um, the live recording I was like kind of just you know like on looking for a little while but then like he was like do you want to like have a little go on the Nord like as in like the the keyboard or whatever and I was like yeah okay cool because like I love Nords like I absolutely love one Is that what you'd want to tour with? Yeah definitely yeah I'd love one Um. so yeah so I'm just there like kind of practicing away or whatever and I just kind of like I told him I was like I don't really think I want to like I, th- I think I want to go for the vintage the vintage Hammond like which was like literally right, right there like in the recording room I was like I don't think I want to record with this which is really strange for me because I've always wanted to yeah. play an Nord um, so we get in and there it is and it was the most beautiful sounding thing ever like just so so nice and like it was it was so technical like as yeah. in yeah it was really technical like as in like um he was explaining to me that like all like like there was buttons everywhere and he was explaining to me like how to get like the most perfect organ sound or whatever. Um, so then we plugged it into like the rotary speaker, which was like, like honestly, like there was times where I couldn't even hear the song true. <laughs> I, like as in I said, I kept asking, I was like, Jay, can you like turn up the music a little bit? Because I actually can't hear a fucking thing. <laughs> um, like there would be so many times where I like, I wouldn't even be playing in time because I could not hear the song. It was so loud, but it was just it was so, so nice. Like, you know, the, I love that kind of like vibrato kind of a sound on any organ anyway. Yeah. So like, I really wanted that to be like intensely on the organ. Just or- like pushing it to yeah, the max like yeah. anymore and it could collapse yeah. kind of thing. So like, like Flowers, like I was, it was like, I had to have it like, like I had to have it like really, really strong. Like, um, yeah, so that was like definitely really cool. Escapism that then I played on like a, it was like a completely different thing. I didn't play that on an organ. It was kind of like electronic kind of like keyboard, yeah. um, which was beautiful as well. He had so much stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was just kind of like walking around like for the first couple of days being like, oh, wow. Oh, look at this. Oh, wow. Do you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, I guess you're saying every single one of you like loves your their instrument and like, yeah. so everyone's like, I wish I could play that, but I'm also playing this that I love. Yeah, yeah. Did was were most people like playing what was in like Jay Robbins 
like equipment. Yeah, yeah. Like as in, like I mean, we didn't really bring anything. Collie actually ended up buying a guitar while he was over there. Classic. Yeah, of course he would. Um, so, but like we were too. Obviously, we didn't bring any like anything with us whatsoever. Um, to America. Um, so it was all their pedals, all the guitars, all like yeah. obviously the amps and stuff. So. I guess it was kind of cool for them as well, like um, like getting to play like stuff that they don't have yeah. and that they would like to have. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's the, the same dream. as me. I would love that Nord, and I played it. Perfect and, setup, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it was actually really cool. Like you know, with double exposure and the album before different yeah. space of mind, mm-hmm. like especially with the different writing process and like how how long do you think from finishing writing different space of mind to recording Double Exposure what's that two three years yeah it was quite a while before yeah, the first was. album come out right yeah it was quite a while so is that like a different winter passing because there's still four of you different yeah. drummer obviously but yeah. like does it feel different to you like how it yeah like it feels like um, like I don't think we're like it's I don't think we're a different band I think like we've progressed and we've like progressed in like all different areas like as in like I mean I'm really really proud of Double Exposure like they're some of my favourite songs like yeah. I mean I literally love those Is that songs. your best record? Yeah like yeah. I love it like the lyrics the music the the meaning behind every song the meaning of like everything in that record is like I'm just something I'm really really proud of but I guess like in a way from A Different Space of Mind to Double Exposure like I wouldn't say we're a different band completely maybe I mean who's in the band is obviously different but it's kind of um, I just think that like the space in between the two um, a lot happened and I guess growing up as well you know yeah like as in and yeah I mean yeah. Every, everyone says it but like when I mean you're never going to be the same person a year 20 later 20 to 24 yeah, exactly. that's huge yeah so you know to be honest like I guess yeah cliche as it is like we did a lot growing up and did a lot of cliche changing or whatever but like um, it's bound to happen and I guess like for the writing process of like double exposure like that kind of really came through with that as well um, and I guess as well like different we, influences yeah different influences and different mindsets and different circumstances you know like as in when we wrote A Different Space of Mind like we were all living in the same town we yeah. were all living in We all we did was practice music and like you know, write yeah. a different space of mind. Whereas, like, double exposure was like, Rob is in Dublin, we're in Ross Gray, Neil is up near Dublin. You know, we had no drummer. Um, so it was just kind of like, I feel like that made, for me anyway, kind of made the record feel even more kind of like, I like any story that has a struggle. Love it. Like, I love yeah. any story that has struggle. So, like, I think double exposure was like a real kind of like we really had to climb that hill yeah. to make that record like because it was like really really difficult to make it I guess um, but definitely in terms of like yeah I guess we are a different band now like because we have completely different lives now like as well do you know so yeah 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 I guess like um, yeah you're all pushing into like different career paths and just yeah um, yeah so how has it been since that's come out? You've been over to the UK yeah. twice. You've played a few Irish shows, yeah. like release shows and stuff. Yeah, it's been really good. Like we've, um, yeah, we've 
did a little bit of touring and we're going to go back and tour again now in November um, as well. So, yeah, it's been really good. Like, as in, there's always that thing of, like, when you put out music, it's kind of like, okay, go, go, go. <laughs> you know, it's like, go on tour, go go play all the shows. And then it's like, oh, what do we do now that it's all kind of settled down again? Um, so I, I think we're just kind of taking, you know, like, taking it by the hands now and just we're going to, like, yeah. just go for it. Um, and like we've already kind of started writing new music and oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think when you put out a record, even like it's kind of like okay, let's let's write more. <laughs> Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's that's, never... that's the point where you're like mm. inspired. It, exactly, and it's kind of like oh, I'm nearly sick of them songs now. I just want to <laughs> write more. <laughs> yeah, and you do have a new full-time drummer don't you we do Kev. yeah yeah Kev yeah great guy yeah and um, I know from speaking to you like you played 2000 Trees and that yeah, was amazing. that got everyone pretty hyped right yeah yeah we were all like on a high from that show like I guess like for any band really to like play in front of a crowd is it's amazing like it's like I mean like I mean to be honest like when we were going to play 2000 Trees I was like I'm not really sure how <laughs> how this is going to go like you know like if anyone's going to come to our set like because there's so many like 2003 is such a broad like festival like there's so much stuff going on like as it's definitely the best festival I've ever been to like it was so cool and um, but I guess there's always that worry especially when you're playing it's like is anybody going to turn up like, yeah and we... you was first on yeah and the cynical part of me like obviously I mean I've always been of the mindset like any show you play is like sick just being able to play your play, music is exactly. like such a privilege yeah but you also are human, and like when I saw you were first on, I was like, "God, that must have been like." Uh, I yeah. hope people are going to be there. We've yeah. come along, but yeah. then seeing the pictures, I was like, "Oh, people were there." Yeah, I was crazy. To be honest, like I didn't really look out until like probably <laughs> like midway through the second song. <laughs> I was like, "No, fuck this, I'm not looking out." But then I looked out, and it was like the tent was like almost full. I was like. <laughs> y'all looking for somewhere else you know it's just like <laughs> but no it was really really cool um, definitely kind of one of those gigs that like we got off and we were all just like so hyped and like giving each other hugs yeah. like that was so cool that was it's it's they're the pinnacle points of being in a band I think it's like the point where it's like you're excited you're excited that like that just happened and you're excited to do more and you know like 2003's was definitely probably the what my favourite gig that we've ever played Definitely. Yeah. I always said that like our album release for A Different Space of Mind was my favourite, but no, I think that one was because it was just so cool, like, you know. Yeah. yeah. And the big stage, do you prefer the big stages or would you like... Uh, I, or does it go back to that persona? It just means that you're in a different it, space it, of mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that one. Um, yeah, it does. I guess, like, no, I did really like the big stage because... I like to move, like, you know, like it's like on smaller stages, like I've literally like hopped my head so many times. I don't know how I have not had a concussion. <laughs> like, um, like I've literally had like guitar, like just walloped off my head like so many times. But um, like it was a cool experience to be on a big stage. But to be honest, I guess really the stage doesn't really matter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. as in, as you said, it's just a privilege to play anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whether it's a fucking big stage, small stage, grass, like wherever it is, like it's just cool to be the there. The shed in the your shed in, house. It's the shed in my mother's house. Do you know? It's just like it's just cool. But um, I think 
it was kind of a cool experience to play that big stage though do you know like it's it was nice to have that room it was nice to experience that like yeah um so yeah no that was really really cool and like i mean there was air conditioning <laughs> what the hell like on the stage yeah like wow. it was so cool like uh, like there was points where like you know like when you're playing any show it gets warm obviously because you're yeah. vibing you're having a good time and then I was like wow how am I not sweating like I mean I'm, <laughs> gen- I'm genuinely giving this socks like um, but yeah air conditioning like really good sound yeah <laughs> really good sound. it's always a worry as well isn't it the sound it's just like we were talking about it on the tram it's like about sound, sound guys yeah <laughs> my, um... my belly is like literally <laughs> hangering yeah, we were just saying about um, like sound guys and like you're never really sure if they're going to be like, it's always a worry that they're going to be like not Yeah, nice. and especially <laughs> from what you were saying, that's something that like you're like the the position I'm in, mm. I'm going to worry less about because more often than not, the sound guy is not going to be an asshole to me. Yeah. The the yeah like I've had some really shitty experiences yeah, with sound guys guy. to be honest I really really have like um like I remember oh god one time like the sound guy literally showed me like like with his fingers he was like your voice is like really small like really really <laughs> small and I was like are you okay like do you are you looking for a bruising or something don't you dare talk to me like that and like then as well as that it's just like sometimes it's kind of like when I I kind of feel like if I walk into a room it's kind of like I'm it's like you know like I have no problem with anybody being nice that's my motto that's my my mantra like let's all just be nice to everybody but um like, I just hate, like, when they come over, they fix my mic stand, they show me how to plug in my stuff. It's like, um, yeah. do you want to help the guys out as well? Or, like, what's the story here? Like, do you know? So I, I, I do kind of, like, try to, like, cut that shit in the bud, like, pretty soon. But, like, not in an ignorant way. Like, as in, I don't believe in being ignorant. And, like, I mean, some people just, I mean weren't reared the way we see things now like do you know so so you're one of the nice well nice might be you like to give people the benefit of doubt I do some people would say they don't deserve it but yeah no I do I like I I I would never take that shit twice do you know what I mean like <laughs> yeah. as in like I'm yeah. going to give you one chance and then if you don't get it on the first go <laughs> you will feel the wrath on the like, shit list yeah um, no but like as in I do kind of see that like I mean you know, like not not everybody was reared the way uh, like in the world that we now live in. Like with so much information and so much more. Like, I mean, I don't know really how to explain it, but I definitely think that like we are in a different mindset to people, like people of my mother's age, and yeah. you know, like well, as even in, you have put yourself into a position hmm. to be in a different mindset to people that you went to, that you share the same t- small town in. Or big town, like, exactly. but, but like you have made sure that you're not like yeah, yeah. people that don't really even think about, like don't care enough to exactly yeah exactly like as in like you choose you choose how you think like you know it's yeah. not it's not really kind of a thing like oh well you know this is how we do it so but you yeah. you choose how you live you choose how you're gonna like think of anything in life really it's it's your choice but like I do kind of believe that like you know maybe not everybody has been given, you know, yeah. even hasn't even seen anything like this before. Like, you know, like as in like different mindsets and stuff. So like when a sound guy 
comes and fixes my mic and shows me how to put in, you know, my uh, <laughs> my organ. It's just kind of like, no, it's fine. I, I know how to do it. Thank you, yeah, though. You know, yeah. it's just like, but if you come up again <laughs> and do it again, I'm going to say, hey, <laughs> yeah, like, please don't like yeah. think I can't do this. Like I'm, I'm up here for a reason. Um, but yeah, no, like, I mean, there's always that like thing. But I think not even like based on gender, it's like a thing like maybe... Maybe it's just me, but I always kind of like, I'm like, please let the sound guy be nice. It's like any, most sound guys I've ever met just like, seem to like not like their job at all. It's just like, God, please be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. At least we don't have to live that life. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So you do have a tour coming up in the UK. We do. Excited? Like, are they new spots or is it? Some of them are new spots. Yeah. Like there's um, Bridge End. Okay. Regent. I don't think we've ever we've never played there. Yeah, I don't, no. There, there's yeah. some really good like you know we've been to Old Blue last before, obviously. So that'd be nice to play there again. <coughs> um, I always like playing in London anyway. Um, yeah, but no, I'm really excited and like, um, you know the bands that we're going out were really really cool as well. Yeah, Weatherstate and I told you I'd eat you. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So like, I'm really excited to watch them. Um, but I think I'm just really really excited to be on tour as well. Um. Just because I feel like we haven't toured in ages, and it goes back to the thing of like it's like it's a holiday off from work as well, you know. Yeah. Like it's that oh, clocking out now, going on tour, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. See you later. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. Um, what are you going to be listening to that week? Like, what are you listening to at the moment? What What's your of this year? What's your records of the year? Well, my records of the year, I I don't know. Like, I definitely the Paramore album. I absolutely love it. Like, without a doubt, love. That Paramore album. Yeah, I think we've um, both spoke bonded. To, yeah, about, we bonded over and that. Like, yeah, the lyrics. She's really just putting herself. Yeah, she's just herself there. It's it. Like, and I do think that those lyrics are like some of the best, just yeah. plain lyrics I've ever ever. That read, idol like, worship song. Oh my god, so good, so and like the like literally the vocals in it are just amazing. Like you know, it's really like it actually makes me feel like really intensely like. Do you know, like, that feeling when you're listening to it, it's, like, so intense, like. Yeah, and she's, like, I feel like, um, like, like we've spoken about their pro- their progression as a band, mm. but, like, her progression of vocal melodies. Yeah. Like, like no if, two albums are kind of, like, pulling from the same place yeah. in this album. And even, like, um, I was watching a interview with um, Lil Uzi Vert and with Zane Lowe, and Zane Lowe's, yeah. like, who are your vocal inspirations? Oh, I think I saw and this, like, yeah. And he's, like, Hayley Williams. Yeah. And you're, like... She's conquered the world. Yeah. Like she's yeah. she's not, you know. So many people are so incredible, yeah. but stay within their realm of exactly. But sh- she she she's uh, don't even want to say that because like it's like Haley Williams. It's not parable. It's, the, it's <laughs> yeah. like Haley Williams is yeah. like like if you go back and listen to like their first album, like her vocals are fantastic. They're amazing. But you think of the progression that that girl has made from then to now. Like, her voice has changed so much and in the best possible way as well, you know, like, as in, like... And then as well as that, like, I mean, there's not many singers that can sound that amazing on record but also sound on par, like, literally above par. Yeah. (laughs) Actually live, do you know what I mean? Like, so, like, to be honest with you, like... Whilst running around. Whilst running around. How does she do it? I mean, probably the aircon helps. But. <laughs> I mean, the aircon helps, definitely. Um, 
but yeah I don't know how they do it like like she's amazing yeah um so yeah Paramore um I've listened um, a lot for some reason so I just got as you know like I just got a new little car um first car first car yeah and I've been like driving around or whatever and I'm listening to a lot of Drake at the minute and I was never really into Drake, to be honest. Like, I kind of, I, fe- I felt like I kind of, like, missed that boat. Like, yeah. you know, when Drake first kind of came around. But now I'm, like, listening to Drake a lot. Um, what other bands am I listening to? Are you going back or are you just, like, liking what he's doing at the moment? Um, I think I'm going back. I'm not really sure. I just kind of put him on one day. It was actually my first drive by myself to work. Yeah. I don't know why I put him on, but I just put him on. <laughs> and I just can't stop listening yeah. now, do you know? Um, what are things am I listening to? I'm listening to a lot of things. I I just like I just made like a playlist. My car jams. Um, I just kind of go between like let's say the daily mix and stuff. Okay. And I like kind of finding like obscure kind of stuff from that. But yeah, I guess like Deer Hunter. You ever heard that band? Yeah. Um, that's something I just like recently found. Lately, um, a band called Columbia Mills, which is from Ireland. Never heard of them. Only found them through Spotify. Um, and they're amazing. Yeah, is um, that a new record this year or are they just... I'm not really sure, to be honest. I just kind of find these things and I'm like, whoa, I really like this. Yeah, you know, That there's... brand new record, obviously. I mean, yeah. like in fairness, everybody is going to say it. Um, yeah. And do you think the car's where you're going to be like listening to music yeah, at the moment? Yeah, because I kind of found like, I mean... I, I, I very rarely listen to music in my ears anymore um, just because my lifestyle doesn't... You know, like, as in, like... <laughs> headphones. Yeah, headphones, yeah. yeah. Um, in my ear anymore. That did not make sense. Um, yeah, in headphones. So, because uh, my lifestyle just doesn't really... I, I don't get to do it. Like, um, So, the car is kind of, like, where I'm jamming now. Like, as in, like... I'm literally screaming words, like, on my way to work. <laughs> and it's, like, the best thing ever. Like... Sometimes I'll just sit in the car now and listen to music as well. So yeah, it's nice. Yeah, nice, it cool, is nice. Yeah, I think we'll wrap it up at that. Yeah, yeah. but brilliant. <laughs> thank you, Kate. No, thank you, Sean. And um, yeah, cool. You've been here with Sean Sheehy. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Hey, thanks for getting to the end. Hopefully it was as fun for you listening as it was for me recording it. This episode was mixed and recorded by Liam Clayton. Follow him at Liam C Audio on Twitter. Our logo is done by the illustrator Jack Smythe. Find him at jacksmythe-design.com. The music I talked over at the start is by Sean, who plays in the band Neurotic Fiction. If you want to find his production work, head to soundcloud.com forward slash KFS1. The music you're hearing now underneath my voice is by The Winter Passing. It's a song so said Virginia and can be found on that record we talked about, Double Exposure. Remember, they're on tour all around the UK in November. If you're heading to the Old Blue Last Show, I'll see you there. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.
skies turn to sun. These kids get this land.